It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code BOOM to get $30 off your first month. That's BOOM. Talkspace.com slash BOOM. B-O-O-M. You are Locked On Packers, your daily podcast on the Green Bay Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. And you are Locked On Packers. Hello, this is Bill Huber, the publisher of PackerReport.com. Part of the Scout.com network, which brings you some of the best NFL and college football coverage that you will find anywhere. And I'm talking to you from Lambeau Field, following the Green Bay Packers' 38-13 to destruction of the New York Giants in Sunday's NFC wildcard game. My Packer Report colleague, Keith Rorting, will be joining me in just a second to talk about tonight's game. But first, a reminder to check out the rest of the great Locked On podcast network, which includes Locked On NFL, Locked On NFL Draft, and Locked On Giants, for their perspective on the game. And of course, please check out our work over at PackerReport.com. We've got stories on the Hail Mary, Ladarius Gunter's huge game against Odell Beckham Jr., and Randall Cobb's big comeback from an ankle injury. And with that out of the way, let's get on with the show with my colleague from Packer Report, Keith Rorink. All right, Keith, Packers 38, Giants 13. I, of course, got the prediction wrong. You, of course, got it right. I got it right. Yeah, but I didn't. <laughs> if I, if you could have, if you could have given me the opportunity to change it in the first quarter, I, I think I would have, I would have taken that. Uh, I would have taken that. I, I didn't. You know, I think earlier in the week, I think I, I threw out something like thirty-one twenty-seven because I figured if they were going to win, it was going to have to be a shootout. It was going to have to be Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson just lighten up a, a good defense and, and knowing you're going to give up a lot of points to that, that trio of receivers for the Giants. But, man, oh, man, the way the game started, Rodgers looked jumpy, he's rolling around. But then you've got, you've got OBJ and company dropping everything. But still, sick when it was 6 nothing, if a game could, could feel like it was going awry at 6 nothing, it kind of felt like it was. So I, I didn't. I did not see this coming. I didn't either. Um, clearly, I'm good luck, though. If I keep picking the Packers to lose, maybe we'll go to Houston for the Super Bowl. That and Melissa wore her unlucky Aaron Rodgers shirt for the seventh consecutive week. Nice. She, oh. needs to, she needs to do that, too. Yeah. So, like you said, the Solstice, they are at minus eight yards through three possessions. And I'm thinking, I picked the Giants to win. I'm thinking, this is pretty much what I thought was going to happen. I thought the Giants' defense was pretty damn good. It's going to be cold and will conspire to shut down the Packers. And I thought the Giants will start catching some of these passes and they're going to get smoked, is what I thought. Well, yeah, someone got smoked and it sure as hell wasn't the Packers. Unbelievable turnaround. It just, I don't, we, we, talked about, we talked about what happened when these guys played earlier in the year. And we said, well, well that'll never happen again. And somehow, inexplicably, Odell Beckham Jr. has about the worst game he's ever played. They're dropping stuff in the end zone. And you would have thought, I would have come into this with a game plan of, I'm, I'm going to throw the ball 60 or 70 times. Yeah, right. I'm not going to run. I'm just going to keep throwing it and throwing it. It's, it's I don't know. I, I, again, 
the the longer it stayed close, I guess, you figured, well, okay. They they survived this far looking out of sync. They just need a little bit of something. But you didn't you didn't know if the Giants were gonna keep having those miscues as well. As it turns out, they continued to struggle. You know, they had that they had that short drive where it was a what a three play drive and they had the, the touchdown to Devontae Adams. But again, Jordy Nelson's still out at this point, so it's seven to six, and you're like, oh, maybe. And then, boom, the Hail Mary at the end of the half. You touched on Beckham. Four catches out of 11 targets for 28 yards, which by my math, in the two games against Green Bay, he caught nine out of 23 passes. He is one of the best receivers in football. He has destroyed much better cornerbacks than he will face against the Packers. I don't know, Darius Gunter is his kryptonite. Who the hell would have thought that? Ladarius oh <laughs> Gunter, again. The, the sentence, Ladarius Gunter is his kryptonite, will, will not be oft repeated. No, but he, it's, but he can hang this one. Ladarius Gunter should be autographing this stat sheet and hanging it on the wall. It's, you know, what the coaches like about him is he is Mr. Even Keel. Yep. He, he's a... Uh, He's physical. He's he, he he's not the most uh, cordial people with us. Not that he's mean or or yeah. he's just not he's just not very talkative. He just means business. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know if that he's I I don't know, you know, uh, uh Matt Tavish and I were talking about this. We're like we he's not I wouldn't say he's aloof, I wouldn't say he's standoffish, but yeah, he's just he's just here to do his job. Yeah, he's not here to talk to us, he's not here to make nope. headlines on nope. great quotes. Not at all. Cordial enough, but yeah. but yeah, you you like his game on the field. Yeah, he said. I said, "How did you do it?" And he said, "Just play physical. Simple as that." And he said, "You know, you could feel he could sense that Beckham was getting frustrated, and apparently he was getting frustrated, Keith. I have not seen the evidence of it, but you, I have, I have seen the picture of the the hole that that OBJ apparently punched in the wall. It's, uh, you know, if we want to." We want to take a take a little detour on our our elevator ride out of out of Lambeau Field tonight. I'm I'm pretty sure I saw exactly where that was. So. Yeah, we'll have to do that. Then maybe we can try to hop a fence and get out of here like we did for us uh, after what, the draft. After the draft, we took the wrong exit. But, uh, we still need to find that video and post it on uh, post it on Twitter. How long have we been? You've been here for twenty. How many? How many? I mean, not not nonstop. I mean, you no, you go home. I go. I go home. He goes home. But what year is it, Bill? Twenty seventeen. Nineteen ninety three. So, yeah, twenty four years. That was uh, I only one only time I had to hop a fence to get so, out. Yeah. So he's been here for twenty four years. And I've been here for ten years. And we went the wrong way out of here after the draft. Not our finest moment, but no. <laughs> we could have gone back in. It just felt like we had committed ourselves to. Climbing a fence after walking a long ways across the parking lot. It was late at night. I, it was fine. Security got there really fast. Yeah, they're very friendly, though, fortunately. They didn't have, didn't have tasers or German no, shepherds. No, no. So, so what, what do you think got him going? Was it the was it Brad Wing's crappy punt, Micah Hyde's return, and the pass to Adams? Is that what got it going? You know, I, I felt like the the pass to Adams in that drive, that was that was really the, the first thing that kind of went right for him. I mean, again, Rodgers just looked so out of sorts. And, and it was weird because certainly they knew what the Giants were going to try and do. I mean, they weren't going to, you know, they weren't, they weren't going to rush him all the time. They were going to sit back. They were going to move their coverages around. But he just, he looked very uncomfortable at the start of the game. So... Yeah, I think I think the the long pass to Rod to um, 
Adams down the sideline. You know, that was that was part of it. And then the touchdown immediately after what it was a uh, was it a 31 31 yard catch, right? Down yep. the down the right sideline, down the Giants sideline. And then the 5 yard score. I think it was a short touchdown. Um, but again, a, a great catch where Adams has a guy on him. The guy's got his back kind of to Rodgers, and Adams is able to just kind of reach around and grab that ball and, and pull it in and barely keep his feet in bounds on the, on the left edge there. But I think that started it. So you're up 7-6, to six, but then after that, you know, they had a, they had a couple drives that, that didn't go anywhere, right? No, I think they always said they, they that got it right, right back. Okay. Oh, yeah. First yeah. of all, on that touchdown, on my uh, iPhone stopwatch, 8.15 seconds from snap to throw for Rodgers. Almost uh, that Lions, when the touchdown got to Lions, was like nine seconds, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like 8.7. Yeah, so 8.15 from the snap of the ball to Rodgers throwing it. That's pretty good pass protection. So it's 7-6, to six, and then, then the Giants punt it back to him. The Packers take over their 20 with oh, 138 right. to go. Yep. yep. And you're thinking, well, maybe they'll get in field goal range. Well, <laughs> you know, in, in earlier, in earlier, on two different occasions, Aaron Rodgers had arguably cost them two field goals. Yes, was right. He You're took right. That, he took that 15-yard sack when they're going into the south end zone, and then he had he had that other play where uh, oh, the Grounding. intentional ground. That was a horrible play. That very again it, between the jumpiness and that, it just it did not look like him at all. I mean to to just wing that out to the left side with no one else around. And I mean he kind of just stood there like almost like okay here comes the flag and and sure enough but yet two different times in in the on the intentional grounding it would have been a long field goal but so right then you're thinking okay well it could be 6 to 6 now you know Beckham drops one in the end zone and they drop some other one so it could have you know it could have been 14 nothing instead of 6 nothing at that point too but you're also thinking well okay it could have been tied they get the touchdown to to Adams and I guess you're thinking, okay, it's it's kind of coming, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe. But that again, that was such a short drive, just uh, with those those three plays on that Adams drive. But I think that next drive, when they start moving it down, and then of course, yeah, 42 yards out, and Rodgers makes an improbable play look stunningly, like it's just just something else they're tearing out of the playbook. Interesting play there is before that. Rodgers throws a great pass to Cook over the middle. Mm. Cook gets hit by the linebacker, which is the best thing that ever happened because if Cook catches that ball, the, the clock runs probably out. runs up. they got six oh, seconds oh, up, yeah. you know, oh, maybe they get down there. But I don't so think so. They're not getting down there. I don't think so. Yeah, so they have so, no timeouts. So the half ends at seven to six. Instead, Cook can't hang on, and they get one more play out of it. It's fourth and two. And we've seen this before. <laughs> it's still, it's still mind-boggling, though. It's Rodgers did such a such a great job, and I, I use some of the quotes in the story. But I, I would encourage anyone to go out and just like listen to his his press conference in full, and listen to the part where he just goes into you know to me fascinating detail of just his mindset. And he does you know sometimes he's great at this, and other times he you know depending on his mood he'll kind of gloss over this. But today he kind of he kind of felt like you know delving into it a little bit and just talking about, you know, how he feels, you know, he knows he has to go this far back. He knows he has to lean back. He kind of knows that he is a quarterback that can get that really high arc. But, you know, he takes that snap at the 42 and dropped all the way back 
to his own 48, kind of rolling to his right, actually kind of rolling beyond that, and then taking a couple steps up and just leaning back from the waist and throwing, just throwing it up. And when you watch Cobb, who, and it's, you know, so they had they had three wide receivers to the left, three pass catchers, I guess, to the left, because they had, it was uh, from right to left going inside to out. It was, it was Cook, it was Adams, and it was Cobb. And then you had Janice on the right side. And they, you know, they run down, and Cobb kind of starts off in front and then just slides to the back. And it, it's crazy that he catches that ball with – it just went through everyone's yeah. hands. And I think everybody misjudged it because – and when Rodgers first let it go, my initial thought is, oh, it's out of the back of the end zone. That's exactly what I – I'm sitting next to a Rob Namaski and Jason mm-hmm. Woldy from ESPN. I'm not sure if it was Jason or Rob, but we said at the same time, oh, we threw that ball out of the end zone. Yep. Instead, it just goes... Well, and, and you watch. You watch the cop catch, and the angle that it comes down on is... It's just almost like, like it's dropped straight out of the sky. It's unbelievable. And to go, through, to go through all those hands, everybody misjudged it. And, you know, Rogers made a point of saying that when you throw it so high and it's coming down, guys do misjudge it. But, I mean, still, for Cobb to just be sitting there thinking maybe he's going to try and catch it off the tip, and instead of just right in it... That is right out of the sky, right into his hands. I've never seen, and I'm, obviously you don't see many Hail Marys to begin with, but I've never seen a Hail Mary where the guy just catches it. Just he clean. didn't jump. There's no nope. no tip balls. It's like he fielded a punt. Pretty much. It helped that he shoved, it helped that they shoved off a number 25. A little bit. A little bit of a shove off. A little bit. <laughs> but not much when he said there was no there flag. Were like, there were like eight guys right there. There were, there were the four guys that, you know, yeah, Janice come in from the right. Cook kind of trailing in front. Maybe if somebody bats it down, he's going to grab it right. and just step in across the goal line. And, yeah, I've not, I've not seen a Hail Mary quite like that. But, I mean, even though, even though they came out after the half and the Giants got that score, I still felt like that, you know, being able to go in 14-6, even though it's a fluky play, I just felt like, the, the short touchdown to Adams and then working it down the field and then getting that play. And, again, when it's the third time you've got it in 13 months, I mean, you, you start to feel like, okay, we, we got it going. So I do feel like that was, that was momentum for him going in the half for sure. And, and, and by the same, same token, just sucking the life out of, out of New York. Yeah, two things on that. One, obviously you remember the 2011 playoff game. Green Bay is 15-1. They're playing like crap, and it's only 13 to 10 yep. at the end of the first half. And then Eli Manning throws a Hail Murray to uh, Hakeem Nix. Same end zone for the touchdown. Yep. I talked to TJ Lang about it afterwards. Do you remember what that feeling was like? And so it was just the worst feeling in the world. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm sure it was the, the feeling on the Giants' side, too. It was a whole crap. And number two, we were talking about this before, before we hit record. So Rodgers has thrown three of these things in 13 months. And which Hail Mary does he talk about? Doug Flutie to Gerard Phelan from 1984, Boston College against Miami. He, he brings that up, and I'm just looking at him, and I'm thinking I, two thoughts. One, we know what a student of the game he is and what a, what a film junkie he is, but for that to be what he brings up. Unbelievable. A, a, you know, very famous, but, you know, 1984, so we're looking at, you know, 33-year-old 30, play, for him to immediately call that and say, well, you know, it's kind of like the, the foodie Phelan play where he, you know, he kind of slips behind him. 
for that to just be so readily accessible in his his you know catalog of a mind tells you something about Aaron Rodgers and the fact that you know Bill you and I are you know 40 are we both 45 I'm 45 43 I'm not damn damn old oh, damn it ah, but uh, but I mean so in 1984 I'm I'm 13 I remember seeing that play live Aaron Rodgers only knows that play from watching it. So, so clearly he's... He's 11 you know, months old. He's, yes. He's 11 he's, months old as I look it up. You know, sitting back, boring Olivia Munda to hell while they're <laughs> drinking scotch, you know, watching Hail Mary highlights on YouTube. But it's uh, amazing. And, and again, the, the detail, he just, he, he really, you know, he sat up on the podium today and I think he just, he's not, he's not one to glow, but I mean, I think he... He takes a little special pride in that they are able to pull these plays off. You're right. When you do it three times in 13 months, I can't tell you three Hail Marys. Well, maybe I could if I tried. But three in 13 months, I mean, it's unheard of. Yeah. So obviously, if you do, like you said, if, if you do it that many times, you're probably pretty good at it. Yeah. So then Mike McCarthy almost screws the whole damn thing up in the third quarter. Oh my it's God. fourth and one, and we're thinking, what in the hell are you doing? I mean, we're also, this isn't second guessing. I mean, everyone, every person in the press box is saying, what, you too, right? Yes. What are you doing? Well, they're just going to try to get him offside, right? And then they run the play. And then. And they get stuffed. Well, and if you're going to really run a play, that play, really? I mean, that some, some I under, quarterback sneak, maybe. I, I mean, it's a, it's a foot. They need a foot, maybe 16 inches. Maybe a quarterback sneak. I could possibly buy Ripkowski up the middle if maybe you're gonna, you know, you're gonna put Carriage or Mike Daniels or have one of their crazy backfield things. We're just gonna pound it in there. But but no, some some strange, you know, Ty Montgomery. If any, at least if you're if you're dead set on that and you're not gonna go right up the gut, do some kind of toss to Kristen Michael for God's sake. Who they put him out there and he just it, it looks like you're. Watching something in real time, but on fast forward. When he yeah, it's unbelievable. I, I'm not sure if it's, if, I'm not sure if it's because all the running backs here are usually not quite so fast and explosive, or if he's just that fast and explosive. But he looks something totally different than what oh I'm just looking at. Yeah, I want to see more of him. Yeah, but the thing that drove me crazy about the McCarthy play. So even if you get it, you're still 30 yards from a long field goal. Right. You've accomplished nothing. You got a first down. Yes. What have you done? I mean, you might stop the punt. The downside of that play not working, it just far exceeded the upside. Yes. So then the Giants score two plays later. It's 14-13. And this is why I like this team. And maybe they got a fighting chance at it. These guys are, could have fought off adversity all year long. I mean, whether it's being four and six or, you know, they're, they're losing close to halftime against Detroit. To this play, it's 14-13. They've taken the momentum back. And what do you do? You just go right down the field and score about the easiest touchdown drive you had all year. Boom, oh. boom, boom, you're in the end zone. I thought, that's a championship. I'm not saying I win a championship, but that's what championship teams do is they answer the bell one. Well, They're in a bind. And, and once again, that takes – you have the Giants who got demoralized before the half, kind of even though they're down a point, feel like, okay, nope, we came back. And, and on that play, Tavares King gets 41 yards running – Right by Demarius Randall, who I'm wondering at what point he realized that Clinton Dix was next to him and not in back of him. <laughs> I assume as he's 
kind of taken his, his slow meander towards the middle of the field, trailing King, and at some point catches Clinton Dix in his peripheral vision. Because, <laughs> I mean, I've, there's no way he didn't think he had safety help over the top. Right. Because he, he really just kind of slow rolled that one to the middle. But, yeah, then you come, you come right back with Cobb, who, you know, I think they lined him up in the right slot. He gives a little, little kind of shoulder shimmy to um, – to what's his name? Was it Tevin Wade? Tevin who they Wade, just destroyed. Who's, who's in for Antonio Rogers Cromartie of the thirty years of age and these six interceptions on the year? And yeah, there you go, thirty thirty yard touchdown, just like that. I mean, you know, Wade chases him and kind of dives at his heels, and Collins can't get over in time. But yeah, boom, right back, twenty one thirteen, and then they still come back again and tack on a field goal. Yeah, I, I've never seen the Packers go over the middle that much. I mean, I certainly could be wrong, but, but they attacked the middle, the middle, and I think it's because Rodgers Camardi was out because he's their slot guy, and they brought in Wade, and they just they just roasted. Well, and they had, they Wade. had to because don't you think early on didn't it feel like they were going to the yeah to the right edge, to the edges too much? And you know why do you why do you want to play? They were going to the edges and they were going deep, and I'm like, well, okay, I I don't I don't want to go after Jenkins. And I don't really want to throw deep down the middle when you've got, you know, Landon Collins there. I mean, Collins is going to get Defensive Player of the Year votes. That kid is He's really good. Really, really good. I mean, you know, and it, it takes you back to when him and HaHa Clinton Dix were teammates at Alabama. Pretty good secondary. I mean, that was crazy. But, yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. You, you attack the new guy and you go for the middle and you try to get that, that rhythm that they didn't have early in the game by just running stuff inside and – Again, which brings me back to, if you're Ben McAdoo, who I think is a very good coach, how are you not watching that saying, oh, well, I, just, I just need to throw every play? Just every play. I just need to keep throwing it, throwing at Randall, throwing it at Gunter, you know, thrown by high. Just, you felt like if they just kept doing that, eventually it would work out in their favor. But again, this is, a, <laughs> this is like the, the best, worst cornerback I've seen, I mean, I really, there's no explanation for why these guys are playing like they are. I mean, again, Gunter, undrafted free agent with a 4-7-40. You got Randall, who sometimes looks like he's got Pro Bowl potential and other times is getting benched. Rollins is out. You know, Hyde is... Hyde's been kind of an unsung guy, and, you know, he gives up a play here and there, but, I mean, he's a really smart player, and I don't know. They're just getting it done. But, but against, against, what, against what, you know, anything on paper tells you they should be able to do. They got killed by the Bears. And uh, who the hell is the, Matt Barkley and Alshon Jeffrey. And guys, you know, Cameron Meredith. I mean, who the hell are you? And they toasted yes. that same secondary. Yes. And it's inexplicable. I mean, Manning throws it for 294 yards today, but it seemed like a lot of it was just crap at the end. And that no one, I don't know. It didn't seem like it did for or 299, excuse me. Yeah. It didn't seem like 299. It really didn't. I mean, if you put Gunter on OBJ, I mean, it just defies logic. I don't, I, but I don't know what OBJ's 40 is. It's fast. It's, yeah, he's fast. So I don't. Armin, I mean, again, Gunter's physical. But it's not like he was playing up tight to the line either. No. So it wasn't it wasn't like he was giving him some big shove, but he just he was he was there, he was in his space consistently. 
And then again, I think I think OBJ is a guy who gets in his own head too. So yeah, that's between true. Gunter making plays and between him dropping stuff, I mean, he definitely strikes me as the guy who is, uh, you know, he doesn't have that, you know, the most important play is the next play. I think he I think he dwells on those previous plays. Twenty-four to thirteen, and Cobb the or Cobb gets another touchdown, sixteen yards for thirty-one to thirteen, and I thought a great play. Clay Matthews sack strip of Eli. Oh there's one player on the entire field playing that snap. It's Clay Matthews beats the guy, gets the sack strip. The ball goes forward. Everybody in the field thinks it's incomplete. Other than Clay Matthews, who just keeps running and running and running and running. He ran 25 yards downfield. The guy from the Giants picks it up, kind of passes it under his leg. Yeah, he's going to go pick it up like and give it to the ref. Yeah, just like he's, you know, kind of, kind of just goofing around, just kind of, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Matthews lights him up. And then his teammates standing there like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and then Peppers the is kind of like, oh, oh, what's going on here? Oh, my. What a, what a great play. I, uh, I always, uh, you know, when the, when the games are at three, Bill, I always, uh, when I get back up from the locker room, I try and call my kids and, uh, and say goodnight to them. And I, I, got, I got my youngest son, Cole, on the phone. And after we, uh, after we kind of kind of hit the highlights, he goes, "Dad, Dad, Clay Matthews is the only one who knew that play wasn't over." And I'm like, "That was a great play." It was I'm a like, great play. I said, "There was no whistle, so you play till you hear yeah. the whistle." So the ball snapped at the 47. He gets the sack at the 40 of the Giants' 40, and then he runs 15 yards to the Packers' 45 to get the ball. I mean, that is that's a remarkable play. It really is. That's you know all the. All the people that want to, you know, oh, he's hurt too often, he's overpaid. No, special player. He's a rare kind of player. Packers, Cowboys. What do you? It seems like a hell of a tough I don't, hill I mean, to climb. But after today, who knows? You know. I don't. I mean, why? I wouldn't. I wouldn't fear them more than, you know, we were we were talking a little bit. You know, getting getting food before kickoff here, Bill. That may maybe the Giants were the the toughest outside outside of the Falcons, who I think can put up a lot of points. But I don't feel like the Cowboys are a scarier matchup than the Giants were. Sure, you're going to Dallas, but so what? You're going to Dallas. I don't know. You've got a rookie quarterback who's played really, really, really well. And at this point of the year, you know, sure he's not really a rookie anymore, but. Hey, it's still his first playoff game. You don't know what kind of nerves he's going to get. You don't know how he's going to react if things don't start going well. And you know, of course, you've got Zeke, but he could get 180 yards rushing, and they could still lose this game. Yeah, that's right. You're right. I thought the Giants were the worst possible matchup of anybody here because of their DBs. I mean, they were right. second in opponent quarterback rating. They picked up a whole bunch of passes. I thought this is a bad matchup for these guys, and. And we talked about their pregame. I said I picked the Giants, but I said what you don't know is is Ryder's so hot that it doesn't matter who they're playing. And ultimately, that was the case. On Dak Prescott, he didn't play much in that last game. Right. And then he has a bye week. So how does a rookie quarterback, a rookie don't, quarterback, don't know. react to basically having three weeks off? Is he going to come out a bit rusty? If he comes out a bit rusty, maybe they may jumps on him. Yeah. And they take a seven ten point lead, and then then the pressure's on the young kid. So now. Nelson being out is a, a huge X factor, and, and again, we don't we don't mean to spread rumors or anything, but we you know we we heard from 
Jordy Nelson's cousin. Jordy on Twitter. Can, can we, I have no idea where that came no. from, but <laughs> a Twitter account that we believe legitimately belongs to somebody claiming to be his cousin uh, is saying what three broken ribs? Yeah, I don't know. I I, I, I I tried a little bit after the game with some context. I know I got nowhere, and you know, like yeah, this as we record this at what time is it? It's uh, almost midnight. I don't think anyone's actually reported anything on Nelson, so. Obviously, it doesn't look good, though, when I mean, you're, it was a, it was a, gets it cut was it off. Hard, I mean, gosh, of all people, Landon Collins putting the crown of his Actually, it was uh, Leon Hall. Oh, I thought it was Collins. No, 25. Okay. The same guy that Randall Cobb pushed off for the touchdown. You catch well, that in my story, Bill. I followed that. <laughs> when you're, go, back and, go back and fix that in the story. I think I said, uh, I think I said it was Collins. Yes. I'm going to blame Matt. I think Matt told me it was Collins. Oh, what tells Matt now? That's why he's not on the podcast. He's not on the podcast. He probably doesn't listen either, so oh, he's not going to know. Sure of that. Um, yeah, I mean, that's – if it's bruised, you can wrap it. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to – Hard to be a receiver with that, it, though, you know. But, yeah, it's hard. I mean, to be reaching up over your head. And, and again, you only need to take one more shot. Um, yeah, if they're really broke, though, then, yeah, he's, he's done. Then you're looking at can you get a repeat performance out of, out of Cobb and – Allison's got the well, step and De- up. And, and Devontae Adams. And De- you know, let's not – I mean, Nelson is the leading receiver for this team. I mean, he is the, the unquestioned number one receiver. But Nelson, or, uh, Adams had what? His – what was it? His 11th receiving touchdown? Yeah, 13. 13. He had 12 13. coming in. Yeah. So, I mean, he's physical. He can go down the side. I mean, he shows good chemistry. Sure, he has the, uh, you know, that occasional drop, but, hey, I mean, I think we all remember when Nelson had the, the you know, ill-timed drop early in his career, too. I mean, hell, at Super Bowl forty five. I was going to say, he had three of them in the Super, Super Bowl. Super Bowl forty five. there were a lot. Of, so, I mean, it's it's not the ones you drop, it's the ones you hang on to. And, I mean, they this is a team that can, as we saw today, against a really good defense, they can put up points without Jordy Nelson because you've got – You've got Cobb, you've got Adams, you've got Allison, who didn't really do much of anything today, and you've got Jared Cook, who made some really clutch plays today. I got to go back and amend one thing when I called that that fourth round decision by Mike McCarthy stupid or whatever. It is. He's a highly successful football coach. He is a. Like, we gotta say that. It's uh, <laughs> it's part of the part it's of our, our contract with with Locked On. Um, Mike we don't McCarthy have a contract. is a. We, do, we don't we have, have a contract. We don't have a contract. He is a highly successful coach. And, so that's uh, why I get that in. Yeah, I, I think he continues to prove that. Yep. All right, Keith, and that, I'm going to pick the Cowboys to win. I mean, i gotta keep, I got to keep picking the Cowboys, and I'll make sure Wilson wears the proper attire for I'm gonna Sunday. Not, I'm going to not wear the Cowboys. And, um, you know, I, I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to show you the picture, Bill, or we can put it out there on Twitter. We made some, we made some playoff cookies before the game. We made some uh, gingerbread men and – Decorated them like various Packers and Giants, although we left out Randall Cobb, which my my Facebook uh, Facebook friends toasted me on. But we're next week playoff cookies. I'm picking the Packers. Why not? Sounds good. How about them Cowboys? Gonna lose. All right. <laughs> the Cowboys are gonna lose. That's right. All right, Keith. I appreciate it. Safe travels back to Wausau. We appreciate it. Have a good day, and uh, thank you everybody for listening. And I will talk to you tomorrow. 
Is Democracy in Danger or Decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite NBA team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app, and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.